Welcome to Women Leading the Way Radio Show, where each time you'll hear from successful women CEOs, executives, and professionals, where we'll discover how they do what they do to be successful in business. We'll be interviewing women who have overcome big challenges, women who have incredible stories of lessons learned in dealing with adversity. We'll even interview women who have started and grown successful organizations and women who are C-level executives with unique talents and positions. Our goal is to bring successful businesswomen together to share how they're leading the way in business today. Good morning and welcome to Women Lead Radio brought to you by Connected Women of Influence. I'm Eva Venari, founder of the Elevate Institute and your host for this segment of Owning Your Health, where we explore alternative ways to be more consciously aware of truly owning what it takes to care for your body at work with today's health thought leaders. Our topic today is Reclaim Health with Wild Habits. Love it. And our leading lady today is Kate Stillman. Kate is an entrepreneur, teacher, author, and thought leader in the Ayurveda space. She's the founder of YogaHealer.com, established in 2001, and Yoga Health Coaching, established in 2012, designed to help wellness professionals grow more both within their yoga practice and also on the business side. Good morning, Kate, and welcome to the show. Thanks, Eva. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'm really looking forward to this because wild, well, it sounds wild, and I'm up for anything wild. Uh, (laughs) It's is this, and I'm guessing, is this the secret to productivity that you're always talking about? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I, productivity does boil down to how we how we use our attention and time. So habits are core to, to that because habits are that which we've automated and are doing without thinking in time. So, yes, definitely secret to productivity. <laughs> Well, then tell us what you mean by wild habits and um, what, and specifically what it means to our health about the body and reclaiming our, our health like we talked about. Yeah, and what's, what's been totally nuts about this process of, of wild habits, which um, has actually, we've, we've since, since announcing the name of this book, have, have, uh, have morphed it into something that's actually more accurate and and a lot of what I do, and I think a lot of the successful entrepreneurs listening or women in business know is like one of the strengths of women is to intuitively listen um, and co-create uh, with community. And that's, that's been a core, you know, core secret to my success as a, as, a, as a serial entrepreneur. So I was listening to the community, and we really got clear that like wild was like, okay, like, it made sense for people who were like into the edge, but for people who are pretty conventional, which is most, most people right now have chronic inflammation. Most women right now have chronic inflammation. Even most leaders right now have chronic inflammation just due to the stress of leadership, uh, let alone their daily habit cares. What we found is actually primal was a better word. Um, and so my new book, even the, the title changed from Wild Habits to Uninflamed because we realized we wanted to deliver on the core result that the, that the primal habits lead to. And that primal really was a truer word because it spoke to that we're primates and that some of the most primitive habits are the ones that are, you get the biggest bang for your buck uh, in terms of the life you want to experience right now. So... 
they all came through the community. All the habits came through leading a cutting-edge wellness community that's global for uh, close to two decades. And these are the habits that were like, damn, these work better than anything else. (laughs) Holy cow. (laughs) It's really getting back to an ancient way, it sounds like. I mean, ancient can be anything 100 years ago and and farther back, but these are are things that, that we started with, right? Yeah, these are these are part of our mammalian health history. So if we if we look at how how uh, primates, how mammals, uh, how life has evolved over time, uh, there's a you know there's a method to the madness, so to speak. And and part of the problem, you know, like the chemical industry is about a hundred years old, which includes pharmaceuticals, which are synthetic chemicals. Uh, the way we grow food with chemicals is less than 100 years old. The way that we have constant, I, I, I really hesitate to call it food, uh, cheap yes. commodity <laughs> calories available that totally pollute the human body that are, you know, salt, sugar, flour to start. Bad fats is included in that, plus all the pesticides along with anything conventional. Like It's really messed with that evolutionary process in within the human body mind so these undo the damage uh, and then optimize for thrive so i mean i'm just going back to the word primal and i think um that is a a huge area you're not talking about going into work and like getting up from your desk after getting print going to the printer by like acting like a monkey you're talking about something (laughs) else Give, give us yeah. a few ideas of, of when it comes to applying primal principles. Like what, what was it that the, our, our own ancestors did that was so made them successful in, in productivity? Even, and it doesn't matter yeah. the what you're doing, right? This is, yeah, yeah, this is more about the, the how you're going about it. So give us some examples of that. Yeah, well, uh, it has everything to do with pulsation. So everything's in rhythm. Everything is circadian rhythm. Everything. Like every aspect of what you do in a day, so how habits flow through a day is based on, on, a, on a rhythm, on a, on a, you could say, a universal rhythm that moves through planet Earth going around the sun star in circadian rhythm and how that operates within each individual human through their pineal gland in setting the circadian rhythm for the organ systems, including the microbiome of the physiology. So when that's disrupted, it's a junk show. When that's attuned, like when that's really attuned, it's a, it's, I mean, the yogis will say it's bliss, right? So you've got the extremes. So what well, we need yeah, to do, first and foremost... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just interjecting that chronic illness is often the, the inflammation that you're talking about that results from the microbiome, the pineal gland, not being in the, the circadian rhythm properly. Like all of that is the, the, right. the good jump point for all the chronic illness that we're experiencing. Exactly. That's all downstream, right? That's all right. downstream. So like downstream, for those who don't know that term, it's like if you have a polluting factory, the water coming into the factory is great. And if you don't have to pay for what comes out of the factory, you can make a shit ton of money, but all the problems go downstream and they might turn into cancer in your community downstream. <laughs> so, yeah, 
So all the problems of chronic inflammation, all the problems of chronic disease, which World Health Organization says three out of five people today are dying of, and the problem's going to get a lot worse by 2030. By 2030, uh, I think we go to 50% of American adults are obese. So, you know, the problems are, are stacking. We, we're degenerating at, at the DNA level as a species right now. Not all of us, mind you, right? Like not all of us. Some of us are doing the primal habits. Uh, so the first one, okay, primal habit number one. This is the one that like, because everyone's like, what the fuck are they talking about, right? Like, wait, what are you doing? So <laughs> fasting. Exactly. <laughs> fasting, fasting, intermittent fasting. And, and for women, uh, again, the larger rhythm we operate, we have a moon goddess. So we fasting doesn't look the same for women as it does for men, but right now, just because uh, so much of us are taking in too much, you can have fasting in the body and fasting in the mind. You can have fasting in relationships too. You can have fasting from certain problems at work that you're just like, I'm going to put that on hold and let it simmer. But fasting in the body, so there's a number of different ways to do intermittent fasting and seasonal fasting or seasonal detoxing is what we call it at Yoga Healer. There's a number of ways to do that. The, the important thing is like quarterly, so based on solstices and equinoxes, setting your to the larger planetary rhythm, that you that you do some sort of deeper inner dive. It's easier than your intuition skyrockets. Not much food is involved, uh, but essential essentials are. And there's great research, Dr. Walter Longo, uh, on fast mimicking diet, which is basically you reduce to about a third of daily calories so that women is around five, 550, uh, men it's seven, 750 calories a day. And that puts the body into autophagy. You get all the benefits of that, including stem cell growth and growth hormone. Uh, you also get increased focus where you can devote all that energy that would have gone to digesting food to a project of your choice. So what are you trying to move forward in your life? And then on just like a daily, weekly basis. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, <laughs> I just as a perfect place to pause, just because we're in between your your, oh, yeah. your uh, the fasting. Yep, and we just have a quick uh, commercial break, and then we'll come right back to talking more about fasting. Thanks, Eva. Women Lead Radio is brought to you today by Connected Women of Influence and our partner, National University. National University is proud to be one of the private, well, excuse me, one of the largest private nonprofit universities founded in 1971. The National University mission is to provide accessible, achievable higher education to adult learners. And today, National University educates students from across the U.S. and around the globe with over 170,000 alumni worldwide. Thank you for your support, National University, and to all of our sponsors and our partners. Uh, Eva, back to your show now. <laughs> Thanks, Michelle. And we are back with Kate Stillman discussing the topic of health and wild habits. And in this case, it's actually primal. <laughs> so we're just switching, and we're in between talking about the benefits of fasting. So back to you, Kate. What were you saying about fasting? Oh, so then on like a weekly basis, it, it's just intermittent fasting, you know, so that you're you just have certain times of the day that you're not eating. So that might be uh, most people start out with something like a 16-8 or 18, sorry, 16 hours not eating and an eight-hour window in which you are eating. Uh, but there's a lot of variability in that. And for women in particular, it's, that metabolic flexibility is really important the week before you have menses. Uh, 
that that's when you want to have more like of a 14, 10, so like a 14 hour fast time, 10 hour feeding window. And then in different times of the month, uh, having a much shorter feeding window, you might even do like a 24 or an 18.6 so that you get that increased focus. So what fasting has proven to do is increase cognition. So you, you get smarter, you get more neuroplasticity and you get increased cognitive function and all the other benefits of like you get lean and, and tight and strong. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and, and that's even more important as what we do as women, um, our bodies don't respond the same way it did when we were teenagers. We can't just eat a hamburger and then, you know, run a mile after work and, and, and just have the same results. As we age, the needs of the body change, and therefore we have to go with it. And it sounds to me like it's a constant. You're, you're constantly changing what you do in order to compensate for how the body is flowing in a very natural way. It's not a set it and forget it. Is that the idea is we're looking to be in flow with our body? Yeah, exactly. And the more of the primal habits that you automate, the more you can kind of, you are in flow um, at higher levels or higher orders, uh, higher orders of, of strategic thinking, uh, which for me is really important. I know for anyone who's in a leadership position, like <laughs> strategic thinking is important. Like where are we going? Where are we going next? Uh, and so the more available energy you have for your higher purpose, uh, that all rests on how many of these habits you've automated. But these are these are great. Uh, getting back to a conscious lifestyle they're they're more than reminders. It's like it's really good. You gave us some really good hitting points on on what to reach for. So what got you into all of this? What made you decide you wanted to focus on this work? Yeah, I was, you know, I was a victim of the system, I'd say. Uh, you know, and had the, I had I had chronic inflammation as a kid. I'm 49 now, so I was Probably on the earlier side, I had uh, pretty severe allergies as a as a kid. Um, before that, I had migraines and constipation. So some of my earliest memories are are not being able to get my poop out. Like some of my earliest uh, nightmares <laughs> were that, and then some of my earliest painful experiences were three day migraines, um, which started with my working memory. So around age, you know, by age four, I remember that. And I was, you know, in and out of doctor's offices. I was on and off pharmaceuticals, et cetera. And then by the time I was a teenager, I, I changed my diet. I ate different than my family. I was reading health books. Uh, I was I'm very mission-driven, so I, was, I, was, I sort of surrendered my life as a teenager to the health of the planet. Uh, and I worked in global environmental politics for for a few years uh, through high school, college, uh, after college. And at, at that point, I realized, like, the system's broken, and I need to understand a holistic way of thinking. And I wasn't going to get there. I wasn't going to get there with, you know, a master's degree to follow up my, my undergraduate degree uh, in international environmental politics and policy. So I was like, well, who, who knows this? Uh, and it was in the East so I'd already studied Chinese language to understand Chinese energy policy, and I, uh, you know, was kind of choosing between some of these holistic systems, Chinese medicine, Ayurvedic medicine, Taoism, yoga, uh, reflective of those cultures, and, and then other types of programs that are a little bit more hybrid, East meets West. 
And what I found was that like the polar opposite to the world I'd been in in policy, like the polar opposite to the you know the kind of thinking that was creating the problems was found in ancient yoga um, and uh, the and yoga philosophy spans like you know it's like Christianity it spans centuries so particularly between about a thousand between zero and about a thousand AD um, that yoga philosophy I was like was insanely helpful uh, and I learned Ayurvedic medicine and holistic healing and in that process of healing both myself and understanding how to heal humans on a on a global level uh, to be in sync with the planet. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're talking my language. This is what I'm, this is what the show is all about: is true holistic healing and really getting into these ways that aren't necessarily covered under a company's, especially the Western companies' insurance plans. You know, we do have a global community listening, but most of us are here in in the states, and we're sometimes baptized into you have something wrong, go to the doctor, the doctor then tells you what's wrong and gives you a pill. But for those doctors or responses that are more or less like what you received, well, this isn't the answer. So what do we do? And you're filling that beautiful need. So I think that's a, that's a beautiful design. And I want to know specifically for you, what inspires you most? you know, in helping people with their healing on using, using your mindset and the Eastern philosophies, what is your inspiration? I, I, you know, it's like how, so the root of the word inspire is to, it's the inhale uh, and it's that being in, in spirit of, and I have, I mean, it's just, it's just driven through me. Like I don't, I don't know. Like I'm always inspired. Like I'm always, everything inspires me. Uh, I am a futurist, uh, like by default. So I didn't choose that. That's just my archetype. Like, so I'm way ahead in next level solutions, guiding people to results. Um, And that's primarily what, what we're doing. We're, in a massive rebrand right now. Uh, it's not really a rebrand as much as a layer above our existing brands to be more accessible. So Thrive Club and Wellness Pro Academy uh, are really merged in a way of activating wellness pros to be operating in a different business model that allows them to have a wellness lifestyle, uh, earn as much as they want because it scales, and really be leaders in their community. And then our our Thrive Club is like really first guiding people through the healing process. And then secondarily, once they're on the other side of that and they have vision again and rhythm, uh, then guiding them to accomplish the goals that are beyond their wildest dreams. And that's primarily what we do. And so that vision inspires me like that calling for me, it's a calling. It's, it's a co-creative process and like who the heck knows who's driving this ship. Uh, but that's that's exactly where it's going. <laughs> yeah, and and more. I find that women in leadership roles that are using intuition are more along the lines of this. This uh, let's let's move over to primal because we've been talking about wild habits, yeah. but these primal habits moving yeah. in that direction. And I think it's you know, I think that's going to heal the convention and those who are. I don't want to use the word stuck in convention, but are a little trepidatious about it. So 
what are some of the mm-hmm. things you can give a beginner who says, you know what, this is really interesting. I like what Kate is saying, but I don't even know where to start. Yeah, yeah. So I'll give you, you guys, we have tip sheets. We've got free workshops at yogahealer.com uh, in the free section. One of the ones that women particularly love to find this rhythm within themselves and recover intuitive power, yogahealer.com forward slash women. Uh, and that one's just super helpful for, it's just a simple nine tips, nine reminders, but it's very much orients you into your power uh, that's sourced in, in your body. So it's W-O. M E N so yogahealer.com forward slash women. Um, another, cause I did touch on intermittent fasting is yogahealer.com forward slash I F for intermittent fasting dash tip sheet. So yogahealer.com forward slash I F dash tip sheet. And that'll, that tip sheet will get you started in, in intermittent fasting. Um, we will be releasing Uninflamed, which is the 21 primal habits book uh, around the, it's about August 10th. So super, super happy to get that into the hands of the people. Um, and one last thing, if you don't mind, Eva. We've run this intermittent fasting challenge, and now it's evergreen, means anyone can start whenever. It's insanely effective in getting someone intermittent fasting on a week-by-week basis. It takes 21 days, and that's at yogahealer.com forward slash challenge. Um, that's paid. Everything else is free, but it's very reasonable, especially like you'll save that money in food alone, uh, but in other ways, in other ways too. So thank you. You're absolutely because the, I mean, tips are fantastic. And and one of the things that I've discovered over the years in offering free information is most people, (laughs) I'm talking to all you listeners out there who, who fit into most, most people actually don't apply free information. So I'm saying, get out of your habit. <laughs> Let's go primal. Yeah. You know, go to the website and take advantage of these free offers and apply them um, and see if they work for you. And I, I would think just on, um, using a little bit of common sense is you're a human being, so so they work. <laughs> yeah. So there's that. So what, what are some myths in natural healing that you'd like to dispel for us? Well, I think the biggest one right now for women uh, is we 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 think our symptoms are problems. Uh, so it's just a total reframe of like your symptoms are healings, they're healing crises, your body's getting your attention to heal, and this is the this is the current healing response. So to me, that's the most basic. Could it be reframed into even saying things like, if you have a symptom, it's just the way that your body communicates to you? Yeah, like there's something that's getting your attention as a healing crisis, and you have infinite ways of responding. And you can respond in alignment and facilitation. And if you do, you'll go to a higher order of health. And if you don't, you'll have more symptoms um, as the messages get stronger and stronger until they essentially will take you out. I think there's a a, a little bit of fear with those who aren't used to healing reactions is they confuse a healing healing with this could be something new. This could be something that I have to go to the doctor for. So how can you, uh, what's a good way to discern? That's a better question. Yeah. Well, there's no need to discern. It's more of to understand that there's infinite data points and 
and medical testing is, has some really fantastic data points, increasingly more data points all the time. Like we're getting more data points on our DNA. We're getting more data points on our methylation. We're getting more data points on our various microbiome populations. Uh, there's What I teach primarily is what to insource versus outsource. So I insource a lot of data points and I outsource a lot of data points. Uh, I use... I use everything from medical testing to Chinese medical practitioners taking my pulse and letting me know and to, I mean, it just kind of goes on and on uh, to my sleep, sleep, sleep cycling cycles, waking cycles, my, my body weight versus my athletic uh, performance. Uh, those are all various data points that I use to optimize noticing what supplements work for what, using data points from my menstrual cycle, all of those, all of those. And, and so then it's like, what do you do with all that? Well, once you understand insourcing versus outsourcing, uh, it's much easier to navigate. I think where people go wrong is really what people are thinking of, like, with the should I go to the doctor and the fear, is really a money issue. Because what we find is that when people have, the more money people have or the more body wisdom, which doesn't actually equate to money, it's just people devote finances to different things early in life and often maintain those patterns, so a lot of the a lot of my friends have invested fifty to a hundred thousand dollars in their body wisdom, uh, and they might not be rich. I'm pretty rich in my field because I also love money, and love impact and equate the two. Uh, but a lot of them are you know just average, but <laughs> putting a lot of money into body wisdom. Uh, is once people have done that, then they have just so many more choices versus the person who's really in the mindset of really it's like healthcare is what I consider healthcare, which I'm going to put my own wellness care into that. I'm going to put into a sick care model that I've already invested as a taxpayer in, whether it's, whether this looks like it's covered by tax or not, there's a lot of subsidies, et cetera, um, including how science is done. And at least in the United States uh, in funding of the FDA really coming through pharmaceutical companies at this point. So we're, we're, if we're going with the sick care model exclusively because we're not willing to deal with how we invest at the core. We're not willing to change how we invest and realizing that if we're going to have wellness care, that's got to come out of pocket. It's just not in the system right now. Uh, and so until we make that fundamental decision, really not much for a person will change. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm going to call you sister. So that's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right Amen, there, that's sister. I know we're trying to get that out and you're right. It's not in the system. And um, we kind of work a little bit on what I call fringe or a little bit in the gray. And that does require, you know, personal funding as opposed to looking for it to be paid for by the insurance because it's just not going to be seen, but um, really great insight. And I want to wrap up with one last question. How can women lead happier and more productive lives using your approach to natural healing? Yeah, so uninflamed, like read the, read the book, find the habits that are most intriguing to you. Know that all will deeply, deeply awaken your pineal gland, uh, reset your circadian rhythm, and then from that, your body will create the neurochemistry uh, for you to have the experience of happiness. I, I love it. Nice and simple. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Is there anything that you want to make sure that, that, that we didn't cover? Because we covered a lot of ground. Is there anything that you want to touch on just before we, we close out? Yeah, I just want to 
I just want to remind everyone that, you know, self-study, that you are your own healer. Uh, and yes, like we can guide you to being a better healer for yourself. And that's really the conversation you want to get most interested in. And then you want to build a team around you as the center point, as your own healer. And, it, and some of you are healing spiritually, relationally, physiologically, psychologically. Uh, you know, it can be in any collaboratively. It can be in any plane. And so just to recognize that regardless of the plane, you're your own healer and, and create a team. You know, and for me, it is east meets west, north, north meets south uh, around me. Beautiful. Yeah, I, I, I'm almost at a loss for words because these are, if I were asking the same questions, that's how I would answer it. So thank you. <laughs> thank you so mm-hmm. much for, yeah, everything that you've shared today I think is very valuable and it's a great reframing uh, of our, our everyday way of living, thinking about our bodies um, in, a, in a whole new way, uh, or I should say in a way that we need to remember. How's that? Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, so, Thank you so much for being on the show and being our leading lady today, Kate. Oh, thank you, Eva. Thank you, Eva. And I just want to say to all the women in leadership, like, it, it really matters. Like, this this conversation really is important. Yep. Yeah, as leaders and, and how, how we take care of ourselves, we're, we're seen as an example. So let's be the best example we can. So a special thanks to all of those listeners and from all over the world. And we'll be back again for another Women Lead Radio Show Yes, today is Monday at 9 a.m. and then also Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific time. It's been my sincere pleasure to be your host today. Thank you for listening. Have a great rest of the week. This is Eva Venari, founder of the Elevate Institute, reminding you to question everything. Women Leading the Way is produced by Connected Women of Influence the premier private membership organization where like-focused, business-to-business executive and professional women connect, collaborate, and cultivate a vast network of high-level affiliations, resources, and professional relationships. For more information about Connected Women of Influence, please visit our website at connectedwomenofinfluence.com.